please leave your message. Hey there. Uh, my name is Jim, and I'm 35, and I was hoping that you could help. Um, I went to my primary care doctor because I haven't really felt on my game for the last few months now, and frankly, my energy is really just shit, and I'm just not as sharp as I feel like I used to be. Uh, he did some blood work and told me everything was fine and that it's probably just stress, but I don't really feel like that's it. I know there's some stuff he didn't check, like hormones and maybe some other stuff, but uh, what should I check out? You know, what's going on with me? Um, I'm hitting a wall, and it's not how I want to keep on living. So if you could uh, help me, I would really appreciate it. Please. This is Get It Up with your hosts. I'm Dr. Miles Spar, men's health expert. I'm Dr. Alex Pastashak, and I'm a dick doc. I'm Jason. I know what you know, nothing about men's health. I'm going to get the answers. Jim is like every single guy that we probably ever hear from. Probably you guys too. All the time. Yeah, Jim, right? all the time. It Jim. makes me crazy. It's so sad and so frustrating. And at least Jim reached out. A lot of yeah. Jims just have this experience and then they go back without having any solutions, without knowing where to go. And it's not my colleague's fault. I'm a primary care doc and then went on and did further training in men's health. I'm an internist. And unfortunately, the setting now for primary care is let's just find what fires are really life-threatening, deal with those and move on. Because I have to see dozens of patients in a day. I don't have time to sit here and and dig too deeply into things that aren't really life-threatening or aren't something that are related to a chronic illness that I'm treating. And so many times, guys who are already reticent to share things that they're kind of embarrassed about don't see an opening to someone really willing to investigate, well, why aren't you feeling your best? We did, we just do the first layer of tests to make sure nothing's terribly broken and then say, well, you're all good. And then the patient like Jim says, well, I don't feel good. And I say, well, everything's fine. Look. And they show you your labs and say everything's fine. Sleep better, sleep better, exercise more. It's in your head. The usual. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me crazy. And so, and and this is why guys need a place they can go. Like women have gynecologists, women have lady docs that are kind of specialists in lady issues. Men don't have that and men need that. I think it's unbelievable actually when you consider the fact, I don't understand this. I mean, I guess in the sense that women you know, they're more complex or maybe that's unfair. Maybe, you know, human beings are just complex, but, um, you know, my daughter, 17 years old, I took her to her first gynecology appointment and it actually was there that I had this thought. I was like, you know, why? And I, cause I have no idea what happens in there. And she, of course, you know, the answer is, as it always is, what happened? Everything. Okay. Oh yeah, it's fine. I'm not talking about it. Right. But, and I probably am happy with that, but this idea of having a guy, G-U-Y, necologist, like a place for guys, because I kind of don't think it matters how much your parents loved you, but I, my parents loved me a lot and said, go get a physical. And that was the extent of what medical care was, how I was set up. So, I, I, I just, I, where do you go? Well, I mean, there are, there are gynecologists, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting in a room with two. Right well, now. that's true. No, but but uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to be glib or funny or stupid about it. But guys don't know where to go, right? So we're answering that question today and beyond because guys need a healthcare home, and a guy's healthcare home is not a primary care practitioner's office. I mean, you know, when a guy is 35 years old, like Jim is, he's not going to go and see a primary care doc because he 
doesn't have high blood pressure or he doesn't have some sort of condition that is screaming at him to go see somebody. Or if he does, it's something that's a little bit more personal, like what a guy, an ecologist, would be treating, right? So, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about ED. We're talking about ejaculation issues. We're talking about um, uh, basically cock and balls type stuff. So if it's not working down there, or if he feels like crap, just not on his game, not on Jim. his game, right? I have I mean, to say, I have to say, this is one of those ones where I, I'm thinking about my own. Uh, you know, I kind of talk about this. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively a hypochondriac, so I've been getting a physical since as long as I can remember, since I was, you know, a young kid. But I have to say that you know, my primary care doc has never really done much for me. You know, I go in; it's basic visit, like nothing really happens. I find out nothing's really broken. I'm not going to die today or next week, hopefully, and that's it. Right. There's no point. I mean, you see these patients all the time. But at the same time, I think about it. If my if if I couldn't get my dick up, <laughs> I'm not so sure I would go to him. And I've had a her doc too. I'm not so sure that's where I, I would even bring that up. That's the thing. Like I, now, I start to think about this with my daughter. If she has an issue that is a lady problem, she has a doctor she can go and talk to. I don't have that. So, well, I mean, have you had this in your in your in your office? Nobody go. Do, by the way, none of my guy friends go to the doctor. None. Mm-hmm. Well, two thirds men don't see a doctor, right? Two I mean, thirds. Two thirds. Seriously? Yeah, they they don't go see doctors. Guys don't see doctors, in part because they don't want to go see a doctor, but also in part because they don't know who to go see. And in part because they're right in their experience, it's been a useless waste of half a day. Yeah, that's my experience. And that half day thing is important. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to go to the doctor because I know I'm going to be there for for a 15-minute visit. I'm going to be there for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, and getting there, parking, getting home, it's a four-hour chunk of time. And so, all right, so then when you do go to the doc and you do have these guy issues, so first of all, if a guy has has a dick issue, so specifically, you know, he's got an erection problem, he's got... Oh, you, you even said premature ejaculation. So who I would like in a million years, I'm trying to think about this. Would I go to my doctor and say, yeah, hey, I can't last as long having sex. And is that the doctor I'm going to go? Who, who would I even see? You need a men's health specialist. Yeah, okay, fine. So I've established that. Now, what right. would I like? You've been in this situation before. Right, People right. come to you and say this to you? Well, I was working in a practice that was all men's health. We okay. Were, yeah, we were called the, the Southern California Men's Medical Group. So. All right, but tell me what that visit's like. So guys come in, will they tell you everything that's up? In that case, yes, because they're coming for a men's health visit, right? Okay. So they're coming for someone that has extra training and that they've already been to the primary care doc. The primary care doc said, oh, everything's good. I don't know what your problem is. So then they're coming to say, okay, what's the issue? And then we can start looking into hormones. We can start looking into other things that affect whatever is of concern for that guy. This is where I kind of wonder, though, what it would be like to be sitting in the doctor's office. I mean, I'm imagining that, you know, half of our listeners, the people that call us are sitting there suffering these problems for an extended period of time. <laughs> but they're thinking, or they've got a, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever they've got as a partner who's saying, clearly something's not working, you need to get help. And maybe because of that, they go get help. But up to that point, they're like sitting around suffering. I don't know how long this is right. lasting for. Right. But what are these visits like? Well, you mean when a patient comes in? Yeah. And, I mean, they're coming in. Are they willing to be honest with you? Are they tell you what's up? Well, you know, I would say that I can't give you a percentage, but a good part of the time, you know, a patient will show up, say, kind of low energy, low sex drive, right? And, you know, let's say you're kind of walking that line of, okay, maybe you need hormones, right? And, you know, and they're, 
they're talking to you about stuff and you're asking them questions and you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, great. You know, here's what we need to look into. Here's how we're going to treat this. Right. And then, and then you're, you're literally, you're walking out of the room, you're grabbing that doorknob and turning it. And he's like, doc, doc, wait, hold on a second. Um, can you help my, my, my dick doesn't work. And I come in like 20 seconds. And that's only then. Well, and it's, it's only then. Like you've had a ten minute conversation <laughs> with this guy, or longer, and and it's only then when it comes out. Is he sweating bullets even saying this to you? Some of the time, yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I can't even imagine. So, so, so. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why guys don't want to do this. So they're self diagnosing. I mean, I, I have to imagine there's all these websites where you can go get pills and figure right. out how to get a harder dick by buying some pills for twenty five cents. And I, but is that really the right answer? Well, first of all, they're, yeah, the reason they're not talking about things is they're embarrassed and they're worried that something's scary going on. And so just getting some cheap solution doesn't solve that, making sure there's nothing scary going on. And so that's the first thing is to know that any of these symptoms are probably nothing scary and something that could be treated effectively, but you want to make sure there's nothing bigger that's affecting the whole body. We've talked about uh, how the penis is the canary in the coal mine in a way. Yeah. So, and by that, we mean that a lot of diseases that really affect your whole body actually can manifest first in your dick. And if you're not getting erect, it's because you're not getting blood flow. If you're not getting blood flow, that could mean you have blockage in the arteries all over your body. It could mean you have blood sugar issues. So you want to get that stuff checked. But so for, wait, so if you're, t if you're just going ahead and saying, look, I'm not, I'm getting, I'm getting, it's getting harder and harder and harder to be harder. And I go ahead and I get on one of those online sites and I buy myself some pills and I take those pills and I'm having... And they work, I guess they work. Eh, and so maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Why? Well, again, because it depends on what the cause is, what's going on. If the cause is really low testosterone, then they might not work so well. And unless you treat that low testosterone, then nothing else is going to really oh, work. Oh, I thought these pills work for no matter what. No. If you don't take, if you take like a Viagra or a Cialis or whatever, those things don't just automatically work? Not in everybody, No. Oh. You know, part part of the problem with medicine today, too, is that, you know, everybody has their little focus and, you know, n n I'm not throwing stones at, at primary care practitioners, but primary care practitioners don't care about a guy's dick. Why? Because they don't know necessarily that it informs about their health, right? You know, a primary care practitioner is going to ch check your blood sugar, check your blood pressure and, you know, treat those things and send you home. Right. And, and it's not because they, they're necessarily disinterested in everything else, but like Dr. Spar was saying, I mean, we have five minutes to see a patient. That's it. And then it's we need terrible, to move on. I mean, it's like the, the system's awful rigged system. for this. I mean, the guy is going to, like, basically, a guy could die because, I mean, I'm being over-exaggerated here. But, like, for the most part, if a guy has a problem and he's sitting here saying, I'm going to make this one effort to see a doctor, how does a doctor not look? If this is the most important part of a guy, it's an indicator of what his health is, and he's not sitting here being honest, doesn't even know to be honest, that his erection problem is actually a future heart attack, if that's what you're telling me. Or it could be an indicator of a future heart attack or another problem or diabetes or something. Why don't people ask? How, how, how is this happening? Well, I think actually I think what happens is in the case like I'm going to push back a little bit against the urologist. I think what happens is the primary care doc gets all excited. fight between right, primary right, care right, and urology. Let's go. Here it comes. Yeah. No, I think what happens is the primary care doc gets more concerned about his or her, her agenda, which is preventing the heart attack, treating the diabetes, and forgetting that for that guy, he actually doesn't care about having a heart attack or having diabetes. He cares about having an erection. And all I did was I figured out that that erection correlated with some other problem, and now all I'm focused on is that other problem. And so I get his diabetes under control. His blood sugar is great. His blood pressure is great. He's much, much lower risk 
risk for heart attack. So I pat myself on the back. Meanwhile, the guy still has ED. I haven't fixed that. I haven't given him anything for that. And I make him feel like shit because the real reason he came to me didn't get addressed, but I'm all excited that I treated things he didn't even know he had. You just, you just made his ED worse. Right. <laughs> By treating his By blood giving pressure. Him exactly, exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Because you lower the blood pressure, you have a lower erection? What well, happened? Well, like small- beta blockers, which is one of the most common things you treat blood pressure with, well, can cause ED. Those, but oh. Too. No, yeah, but that's, that's the thing. That's, that's yeah. the point, though, is, is that if you're not looking at somebody holistically, right. I mean, like, so would a guy, would a guy doc, a guy necologist, a guy doc would be he would treating all that, right? Exactly, and he wouldn't rush to beta blocker on a thirty. Would a guy right? doc talk to a? I mean, I, I guess that's the that's you're starting to build an experience that I would actually like. It's like you would know you wouldn't. I wouldn't have to come in and tell you that I have these issues. You would sort of know these are things that guys have issues with, right? Like, so if we're talking about. Um, I don't know, something with the, you said it, my Franken beans, or <laughs> I have a, a, a an erection problem or a premature ejaculation problem or a prostate problem or something. You would know that. But in the meantime, the only place I know to go today is a, probably a urologist. And there ain't no way in hell, sorry, Alex, I'm not coming to see you, but no, like, I'm not going to see a urologist. I, aren't you guys basically surgeons? Don't Isn't that what you do? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're surgeons, but in the case of the men's health guys, we're, you know, we're medicine doctors too. That's, yeah. So you're as close as it gets to like my dick. Well, well, I'm I, not the I, only person that's that close, but basically. I don't know how close I'd get to your dick. But, <laughs> but I mean, you're like, you, you're the dick doc. I am the dick doc. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have these issues, so if hormones are my problem, are you the person that I can go I'm to? I'm the person you go to. And what happens? What does that mean, visit look like? You cut, You come in the room, we talk about your symptoms, you know, we check labs, check your testosterone, you know, see if, see if you're the right person for, for the treatment and, uh, you know, and, and we, uh, we treat you. You know, I think that's the question. And, yeah, go ahead. But but you know, I I, I think let, let's go back to this doorknob question thing for a second, just to you know talk about some patient experiences, right? You can't ever when I when I, when I see a patient, right? He'll he'll come in with something on his mind, but the reality is he'll have three or four problems, right? So you know these guys who come in with low testosterone, they might have diabetes. They probably have ED. You know, they have, they probably, they might have a prostate problem, right? You know, and all of those things are in physically a very small area, but also relate to the whole body, right? So, so you want somebody who, you want somebody who is cognizant of all those things. And so what happens when these guys come to you and they're basically saying, how is it that I can get better? Like, I need a solution. I need a one, you know, I mean, I'm guessing guys are coming. If they're going to make the effort to see you, they want an answer with a specific solution. It's a pill. It's a shot. It's a whatever. Don't tell me to. This is the problem that I've always had with the primary care doc. I know I could sleep better. I know I could exercise more. I know I could probably eat better. Uh, I don't need you to tell me that. And by the way, if you tell me that, it's just going to frustrate me because I just wasted all this time seeing you. So this is where I'm kind of like, uh, what's the purpose? Well, I think, first of all, it's important. First of all, it's important for guys to go somewhere where they can really talk about what's going on. I've had so many patients that come in and say this is the first time they've ever been able to to talk about what was really on their mind. When I teach residents, I always tell them, which are like medical residents, doctors in training, I always tell them, whatever a patient tells you for the reason that they're there, that's probably the least likely reason they're really there. So they're going to have, you know, the when they call to make the appointment and the scheduler puts in the system the reason for the appointment, it'll be something like, you know, blurry vision, right? So you go in there and then you're like, cool, this is going to be really quick. It's going to be like five minutes. I'm going to check. Maybe they have conjunctivitis. Maybe they have something or I'm just going to refer them to the ophthalmologist. And you're set for like a 
three to four minute visit and you go in, so what's going on with your vision? And they like tell you something and then you're ready to run out of there. And like Dr. Alex said, then you go to put your hand on the door, then you get the real reason. So our trick is to not wait until the end of the visit to get to that real reason, but at the beginning to figure out what's the real reason they are there. Well, and, and I had a guy who come who came into clinic and just sort of talking, speaking to Dr. Spar, what he was saying, you know, you see in the chart, it says the, the guy is there for infertility, right? So I'm looking, he's, you know, 38 year old guy there for infertility. I'm like, great. I love infertility patients. I mean, I, I love all men's health, but you know, but I love infertility patients, right? They're very interesting. So you go in, I go in, I, t I start talking to this guy and I'm like, yeah, so, um, how long you guys been trying to get pregnant? You know, he's like, oh, two years. And, and, and I'm just like, well, you know, how often you guys having sex? And he's like, well, we haven't had sex. And I was like, what? I was like, well, why not? And he's like, cause my, I have ED. You know, and, and and I can't I can't get it up, so I can't have sex with my wife. So yeah, we're infertile. Yeah, I'd oh, say so. he's literally putting infertility because it's he can't do it. Period. Right, but then and so this is a young but guy. Instead of right? telling you flat out, like that's a fundamental. Pro I just got that. It's like he's not even calling your scheduler and say or calling your office and saying, like I have a problem. I can't get a heart on. Right. He's I can't telling even have me sex. Exactly. Right? My real problem is I can't get a kid because I can't have sex, I can't have but, sex. but it's not really because telling my, me the real... my dick doesn't work. And then we found out he had diabetes, right? Because <gasps> he had like complete ED. So he had no idea that he had he was diabetic? No. We figured it out, you know? He had and, to come to you for something that had to do with when his perceived mind was infertility issues because he really had an ED problem, and it turns out he's diabetic on top of everything else. Right. So, that so is we severe. See, we see actually, uh, we see a fair number of guys. Uh, I would say I'd, I'd probably 20, 30% of my guys with ED... Um, believe it or not, end up having, you know, either pre or full blown diabetes. Undiagnosed. Undiagnosed. Because uh, who who else? Why would they go see somebody else? They're 30 something years old. That's unbelievable. You know, they come to me because their dick isn't working. And yet these are the same guys who may be getting online trying to get a pill and saying, oh, well, I'll fix my sure. dick problem. Yeah. It's easy. I know I have to take a pill. That's why they advertise. And, and, a lot, and, and you'll ask them, you'll, you'll talk to them. You'll be like, so have you tried anything for your ED? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried Viagra. I was like, well, who gave that to you? Um, well, I got it online, right? Where'd you get it online? Oh, some, mm. you know, Chinese pharmacy or Canadian pharmacy or, you know, nowadays, you know, it's easy to get in the U.S., right? You just fill out a form and 10 minutes later you have a prescription. And then and you're no basically- any further. no. So those aren't real doctors anyway, right? This is just the the whole process of getting something online is just basically the 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 the, the whole uh You're not getting care, you're getting a pill. That's all they're doing. Right. You're not getting care. There's a difference between getting care and getting drugs. You know, I I mean care is when somebody can actually look in and take a you know, look at you as the patient, not just be like, Oh, you can't you can't have an erection, here's a pill look at you as the patient and say, okay, here are what, here is what actually is driving your issue. And I'm going to treat your problem. I'm not just going to treat the symptoms. Of root cause. Root cause. Exactly. And how do you get to root cause? You do more blood work. You do more investigation. There's a lot of things that can cause these symptoms. Guys like, like uh, Jim presents with, he's just not feeling himself. He's not feeling on his game. So that needs to be looked into. And maybe he said he had ED. So you have to check testosterone. You check other hormones. You check cortisol levels. You check vitamin levels. You check whatever as practitioners you sense could be going on causing these problems. And treating those underlying issues is going to be way more effective and usually less side effects and more satisfying for him than just treating the symptom, which is going to be more expensive and probably avoid finding potentially problematic. Half the time, I think I don't even have to physically be there. The truth is I don't feel like I have to be there because most of the time that the doc ultimately spends with me 
is talking. Right. Like literally. So when I go to the, I go manual physical, it's every January, I'm pretty religious about it. And then, um, you know, I sit there, I go, finally get back there and there's somebody, I don't know, medical assistant or physician. So somebody's doing the, the pre-work, the, you know, blood pressure, mm-hmm. that O2, th- whatever. They're taking samples. I'm peeing in a cup maybe. And then ultimately the doctor comes in. It's like, hey, nice to see you. I only see him once a year. He acts like he knows who I am. He, I only see him once a year for the last 10 years. And then, and then that's it. That's it. Like, I didn't even need to come here. I literally could have just <laughs> made a blood donation and then had you just call me up and talk to me because that's all it's turned out to be. Yeah, which is actually fine. I mean, that part's okay. If there's nothing wrong, nothing really needs to be addressed, but at least you're getting blood analyzed, you're getting things checked out. But most of that could be done by telehealth or by phone, and you could probably have a richer experience because you could spend more of the time having that conversation. If I had somebody who knew what was right. going on. That's right. the point, yeah. This is, I guess, you know, the, 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 the concern that I guess I have on this is, is that as you get older. I, you know, there are things. So women, for example, and I think about it, they get a gynecologist and then eventually I guess they get a, a obstetrics, which may be the same thing as OB and G Y. I hear that all the time. And then, yeah. then they get mam- mammograms and then eventually they get hormone replacement therapy like that. There's a perfect example. Where do guys get hormone replacement therapy? Where do, if they need testosterone, if they need whatever their hormones are out of whack, um, do guys have, guys have menopause or menopause, right? <laughs> something like that. Right, right, right. There is something like that, right? Right, which many times if they don't go to a, a provider who knows about men's health, they'll just say, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. As you get older, your testosterone drops and you just have to deal with it, which is like telling somebody that has cataracts, you just have to deal with that. But as as opposed to somebody who knows about men's health, they say, yeah, you know what? Maybe your T is dropping and guess what? There's treatment for that. We can give you testosterone if it really is too low and that's causing symptoms. How do you, yeah. On the, on the flip side, you know, and that that's the route we want guys to take, right? On the flip side, there are many places where guys can get testosterone, whether that's like at the gym or at these, you know, kind of low T clinics, um, uh, some of which are fine, but, um, but many of which just sort of get guys in and out, you know, every week they come in for an injection, et cetera, et cetera. That's not necessarily the best practice of medicine, right? Because sometimes you're not looking out for side effects, et cetera, et cetera. And you want guys to actually get care, more, more holistic care. Right. So, you know, the, the guys who are coming in with, with low testosterone, they're only getting their low testosterone treated. Because that's what they specialize in. Right. That's exactly. the thing. And they're not necessarily men's health experts. Right. They're testosterone experts. And there's way more to men's health. Just like we talked about with this guy with ED and infertility with diabetes, you know, who probably has low testosterone, too, because diabetes causes low, tes- low testosterone. So you see how the picture starts to come together. So if he just went to a low T center saying I have an ED, if he made the connection in his mind that he had low T. Right. And then went there and got it. They'd give it to him. They'd give it to him. It probably wouldn't fix his ED. It certainly wouldn't. T- it, it wouldn't fix his diabetes, and it <laughs> wouldn't fix his infertility. <laughs> right. Right. So he wouldn't really get where he needs to be. So this yeah. is the this is the trick of medicine. It's like you have to sort of know where to go. And okay. So uh, how do you? So you're a guy. You're listening to us. We're talking about it. You two are men's health experts. How do you right. find them? That's a good question. It's it's hard are to find. Are there a find. lot of you guys? I no. mean, I, I found no, two of you. So not enough. Crazy. Yeah, they're not enough. Lucky. They could be urologists like Dr. Alex. They could be internists or primary or really family practice docs, any kind of primary care doc. But basically, you need to look for somebody that's done some training in men's health. So do you ask that? Do you Google it? Can you specifically type in men's health? Is there a practice? You know, like there's cardiology and neurology and whatever. Is there something for men? Is there a place there, you can? There are practices, of course. What, you know, what, I mean, you, what, you, what would they Google? I mean, you can you can look for men's health doctor. I mm-hmm. mean, that, that this is I'm kind of 
going off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely practices around the country, right? The, the, the question for the typical consumer should be, you know, how prepared is this practice or this practitioner to treat me to be my guy, necologist. So if right? you walk into the room and you finally do make that appointment, you walk into the room, the kinds of, first of all, you basically both said, be honest, say what you're there for. Right, yeah. up front. Don't wait till their hand, their door's on the hand. Their hand is on the door. Yeah, handle. because this is the first We've element. We've heard it all before. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it's don't be embarrassed because there is a little bit of vulnerability you gotta have right. here, right? But then the second thing is, you should be expecting them to talk about Wait, let me add another tip to that. Yeah. I think because, unfortunately, many doctors are overworked, I think what's really important is to really get their attention. So a good tip for a patient is to really look the doctor in the eye and just say, this is really what's on my mind. This is really top of what's bothering me. So I'm sure there are things that you need to do to get through this visit and to make sure you check. I need you to really hear me that this is really bothering me. So I have a problem getting a heart erection. Right. I have, I am ejaculating, I'm coming too quickly. I am, Pick I can't one. pee, I can't pee. Wait, one, but what if yes, I have multiple? Start, I know, but I want you to start with one to get that doctor's attention. If you start saying too many, I'm just being completely honest here. If you start with too many, that doctor's just gonna be like, oh shit, I got 10 minutes now that I'm behind. Now I'm gonna be 20 minutes behind. Oh my God. And he's just, his head spinning. Got I know it, it sounds ridiculous. So pick your one main thing that's on your mind. And, and that's your test to see if he's going to really be your doctor and really listen to you and address that. And if he is, then you can add in the other stuff, either that visit or another visit. If he completely blows you off and just sticks with his own agenda of checking your blood sugar and cholesterol and that's it, then you know that's not the guy or girl for you. Got it. And, and at the end of the day, if I ultimately feel like I have to go to a specialist, a urologist? Uh, a men, yeah, somebody with men's health Expertise. But it's not just a urologist. It's a it's a it's a it's a urologist that really does specialize in men's care. Yeah, because like you said, urologists are mostly surgeons. Okay, you know, and but but the but the subspecialty urologist. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Most definitely not. It could be but an internist. Answer. It could be just a men's health expert. Somebody that right, cares yeah. for men. Exactly. Okay. I, I mean, I think this is the key takeaway that we forget sometimes as guys that you know we take care of everybody else all the time, and then when it comes to ourselves, we're pretty shitty to ourselves. And ultimately, if we expect anybody to listen to us, we have to speak. So I appreciate the fact that we really, it's on us to find the right place to go, but then above all else, to say what we're really thinking. Right. And be clear. 100%. Communication is key. And it can be fixed. Yes. Okay. It makes sense to me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Get It Up. We love to hear from you, our listeners. The best questions are the ones you've been thinking about but haven't asked. So call us, leave us a message. Maybe your question becomes the next episode. 917-267-7631. That's 917-267-7631. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services. No doctor-patient relationship is formed from listening to this podcast. The use of this information and the materials linked to in this podcast are at the user's own risk and are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.